Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Yeah, Father God, we thank you, Jesus. Um, We love you, Lord. And we just thank you for the opportunity again uh, to come together with our brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, in community, corporately, great King. What an honour and privilege it is, Father, to bring your word this morning. Um, Jesus, Father, I, I, I take my hands off this word today. This is your word, Lord. Um, this, is your, this is you at work today. Um, Father, take me out of the picture. It's got nothing to do with me, Lord. I just thank you, Jesus, uh, for what you are going to do, how you're going to speak to each and every heart, Lord, no matter what season they're in today, Father God, I ask that you come and you, you Holy Spirit, you minister because you do it best, Father. So Jesus, we, um, we give you thanks in advance for what you're going to do today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, I want to welcome you. I am one of the pastors here at Hope Community, and welcome to all of us, uh, all of you online as well. Um, Like you just saw (laughs) Clay bring up, I did bring um, a few props this morning uh, for the message that the Lord wants to bring. This This is my fire pit, and this belongs in my backyard. And I got this uh, for for my birthday a few years ago, and um, I've used it about a handful of times. Um, You know, it's been a few years, and I've probably lit a fire about five times. And uh, what I've noticed uh, when I'm out the back in my backyard lighting my fire, that I'm not very good at starting fires, and I'm not very good at maintaining uh, fires. So... uh, just to give you a paint a picture of what Tam looks like in her backyard, paint, um, you know, trying to light a fire. Um, I try and grab stuff, whatever it is you're supposed to use to light one, and I, I put it in, and then I try to light it, and then it just goes with big white, white puffs of smoke. Like, it's just smoking. And the neighbours are probably thinking, oh, Tam's trying to light that fire again. And um, the white puffs of smoke just come. And then, you know, when the wind comes, I'm standing over here and the wind comes and it just pushes the, the fire in my face. And it's just, it's not a pleasurable experience at all. And then when, when I somehow, uh, in a miracle, I get the thing lit... Um, it starts going and then I'm like, great, it's going. There's no white puffs of smoke. So then I grab the, the big logs um, that are over here and I just start piling them up. Like I just grab a log and just put it, yeah, peace, just like, yeah, rookie error, rookie error. Um, so then I just put the logs on it and, um, and then within five seconds it's been snuffed out and it's, it's just gone. And, um, and that's my, my fire experience experience at home, backyard backyard fires. And so I come in to the house and the family usually say, like, what what were you doing out there? The five times that I've tried to light a fire at home. And uh, and and they they say, what were you doing out there? And I said, well, I was trying to light a fire. And they were like, oh, how'd that go for you? And I'm like, yeah, it's finished. It's done. And so I, I come in, I come in. And so the amount of times that I've tried to light a fire and, and maintain the thing, I've just noticed that there's a real art. There's a real art to, main, to keeping this thing burning, a real art to it. 
I have heard of a thing called, I've heard of these things in the shops called fire starters. Like someone should have told me those, you know, when I've tried. So there's things called fire starters. And then um, there's the art of getting the right piece of wood, the right size. All the men are shaken. Yes, that's right, Tam. Um, The right size piece of wood and the right timing and the right placement on the fire. Like there's an art to it. Now, I'm not really a camper, so I'm not too sure if campers are in the house, but I'm sure that this is a thing. Um, I'm sure that if we were on a campsite and you're all lined up with your tents and you get your fire raging and it's like, it's just, you know, raging and it's a cracker of a fire. I'm sure there's a thing where you just sit back on your chair with, on your camp chair and you look at your fire raging and you kind of look down at the other campers and they're with the white puffs of smoke and you, your chest just, you know, puffs up with a bit of pride. Yeah, look at my, look at my fire, look at my flames. Is that a thing? Okay, great. Awesome. (laughs) Great. So look, I have realised in um, all my times of trying to light this thing, keep it alive, that there's a real art to it. And um, so, so many elements, so many elements to this fire. And, and I believe, believe it or not, but I believe this is the same when it comes to our spiritual zeal, our passion for the Lord, our love towards the Lord. So many elements. And this is the message that the Lord has put on my heart for today. And this is what we're going to look at. So I want to take us to Romans chapter 12 today. And I'm going to read three different types of translations for this. Romans 12 uh, verse 11, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, and share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. I want to take us through to the passion. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward Him boiling hot. Everyone say, boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Let's see what the message says. There's the message translation. Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert, servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians. Be inventive in hospitality. Great, great verse. Great translations. Have you ever hung around those people that just seem lit up for the Lord? Have you ever hung around those people? They're just, you probably, you know, in the Christian world, you hear the terms, oh, they're on fire. They're on fire. You hear that, don't you? And you hung around those people. Just a few weeks ago, I was walking through North Lakes and, um, and I walked through North Lakes and there was one of our Hope Youth 
um, sitting on a table with her Bible open by herself, reading the Word. And I'm like, yes! I'm going to call it out who it was actually because I want to honour her, Gemma Green. It was Gemma Green. Yeah, I want to honour Gemma Green. She actually spoke um, on Hope Youth uh, just two nights ago. She spoke to the teenagers. So beautiful Gemma was sitting at North Lakes by herself reading the Word. And I was meeting up with someone else and, and um, I was 15 minutes early to, to that appointment. And um, I'm like, yes, I've got 15 minutes, Gemma. I can chat with you. So I sat down and I'm like, Gemma, t- you know, tell me what's going on, been going on in your world. And she just got to share that with me. Um, she was about to get baptised. And, and I could tell in the first 30 seconds of talking to her that the Lord had put fresh fire in her heart. Within a minute, I could tell the presence of the Lord had done something new. There was fresh fire in her heart. And I got to bless. I just got to bless what he was doing after I listened to to her story. Um, I said, I'm pumped for you, Gemma, and let me bless just what the Lord is doing in your heart. And I got to pray for her and, and, and then we um, moved on. But it was an epic 15 minutes. But you, have you hung around those people? And you can just sense there's fresh fire in their, in their heart. That is what I want to talk to you about today. What is this fire? Where does it come from? What is it exactly you might be you it might be your first time at church today and there's and you're probably thinking she's got a fire pit and a watering can up there. What the heck's going on? In the Bible, I want you to hear this today. In the Bible, the presence of God is described in many different ways. And some of the ways that he describes it, um, some of the ways the Bible describes it is a dove, wind, water oil, but one of them, one of them is fire and a flame. And in the Bible, there are so many different stories of when God came to meet with his people with fire falling from heaven as a sign of his presence amongst them. His supernatural fire. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. I've been reading about it all week. Many, many stories of supernatural fire straight from heaven. This is in the Old Testament. We can read of Moses meeting with an angel of the Lord in front of the burning bush when God spoke to him. We can read about Elijah challenging the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel and the fire of the Lord fell and consumed up their offerings. We can read in Leviticus chapter 9, It said, fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. We can read about David building an altar to the Lord and presented burnt offerings. And the Lord answered him with fire from heaven. Out of all these stories, no man started any of these fires. No man. In each one, the Lord was the master fire starter. The people prepared the offering. 
They prepared the offering, but they did not light the flame. It was his supernatural fire. His presence coming in the form of fire, and we can see that it did a few things. It confirmed his presence with them, and it consumed up everything in its path. Because the Bible says the God is a consuming fire. He is a jealous God. He's our beautiful heavenly Father. But one of his names is Jealous. In the New Testament, Jesus was sharing with his disciples that he was going back to the Father. This is in the New Testament. Jesus was sharing, I'm going back to the Father. But he was not going to leave them as orphans. He wasn't going to leave them all by themselves. Praise God. And he said he will come to us. And he was going to send the advocate, the comforter, the spirit of truth, the gift. And he told them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. You will receive power and you will be my witnesses in all these areas, but also to the ends of the earth. And his presence came, shook, it was wild, and tongues of fire that separated and rested on each one of them. Fire straight from heaven. Our Heavenly Father, in His kindness towards His children, sent Holy Spirit for you and for me. Our hearts are altars. They're the altars where we receive His eternal flame. I don't know if you've ever thought about that as your heart being an altar. But your heart is an altar for his eternal flame. And when we say yes to him, when we say yes to Jesus, he lights the flame and he comes and he rests and now burns in our hearts. Which means, which means as a Christian, we have a flame in our hearts that needs tending. And the Bible says we are temples of the living God with the Spirit now dwelling, burning in us. So I want to ask you a question today. How would you describe your flame right now? How would you describe your flame right now? If you had to draw a picture of it, what would you draw? Maybe these pictures might help if I can help paint a picture. Would you say it's a small flickering flame newly lit in your heart from God? Would you describe it as embers from flames that were burning bright seasons ago? Do you feel like your flame is being snuffed out by life's circumstances? Or maybe... Your heart just feels dry. Well, dry wood is the best condition for lighting fires. Do you feel like the Lord is increasing your flame? He's just turning it up gently and it's slowly burning, it's slowly increasing. Or maybe your flame right now feels like a raging fire and you can't contain it. 
I don't know what your flame looks like. But we, we, how we tend to the fire of God's presence in our hearts, no matter what degree it's burning. So how we tend to this flame, no matter what degree it's burning, this is what I want to look at today. In Romans, uh, we've just read those three translations. One of the translations had the words, keep it fueled. Keep it fueled. Everyone say, keep it fueled. Keep it fueled. Maintaining that divine flame is important. You know, in, ancient, in ancient Israel, the priests were instructed not to let the fire on the altar go out. And Leviticus 6 verse 13 says, Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually. It shall not go out. And for these priests, it required a bit of work to keep it burning. God ignited it, but we have our part to play in it too. We we have a responsibility to keep it burning. That flame is a gift and it needs to be stoked and, and maintained. Every time you read the Bible, every time you worship, every time you pray, Every time you hang around other people with a divine flame in their hearts, you're tending to your flame, keeping it fueled and aflamed. You're throwing kindling on it. Every time you pick it up, pick up that word of God, you're putting fresh fire, fresh wood on your fire of the altar of your heart. Every time you've come into God's house, Every time you come into God's house, you're tending to your flame. I don't know the reasons why God brings you, but one of them is is you're tending to your flame. You might have come in real cold this morning. Well, I have some good news. Hang around other people with a divine flame and you'll just start getting warm. You'll catch their fire. Every time you fast... You're tending to your flame. Every time you catch up with a mentor, you're tending to your flame. There's responsibility from our end. You know, you don't have to, I don't know how long you've been coming to Hope Community, but um, you don't have to hang around this church for too long until you may have someone come up to you and encourage you with a word of encouragement or possibly a prophetic word. And uh, I have been blessed to receive some over my uh, 10 years here. And last year, last year I realised that I had a few of these words of encouragement, a few of these prophetic words just lying around randomly all over my house. You know, they were on my phone, they were in emails, they were on my texts, they were on random bits of paper, um, they were in books, they were in old journals. And I realised this could be benefiting me if I collected all of these into one spot. And so I did. I went around the house and I tried to find every single prophetic word or on my phone and I gathered them. I was starting to gather them and I, and I, and I grabbed a book and I wrote them all in the one book. This book is now a kindling for my flame. I read this book. I read the Bible, but then I also read this book often. 
because these are prophetic words. And if I read them often, that means I'm renewing my mind with them often, believing them and then walking in them. Just on Thursday at chapel, uh, uh, someone came up to me and they they said, I'm, I'm going around collecting mine. I'm putting it in a box. They're collecting their firewood for their flame. I want to encourage you to get out your promises from God. Write them down, your prophetic words you've received in the past and, and read them often. And if you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't have any, Tam. I don't have one. Start today. Ask for a promise from God. Ask for prayer from the prayer ministry team. Begin to open up your heart to receive one. And when you do, after you've stewarded it and taken it to the Lord and chatted to Him about it, let it renew your mind and write it down and collect them. Because the Bible says, do not treat these words with little value. Don't treat them with little value. Don't despise them. Don't reject them. Don't disregard them. They are kindling for our flames. The next important thing we need to know about this flame is how to protect it. How to protect it. There was a group of people in the Bible called the Kohathites, if that's the right pronunciation. And these were a group of Levites who were responsible for moving and setting up the altar. And we can read how they did this and the care, the care that was ordered from the Lord uh, with the coverings. So I want to just read to you from Numbers 4 what they did. They must take all the remaining furnishings of the sanctuary and wrap them in a blue cloth, cover them with fine goatskin leather and place them on the carrying frame. They must remove the ashes from the altar for sacrifices and cover the altar with a purple cloth. All the altar utensils, the fire pans, meat forks, shovels, basins and all the containers must be placed on the cloth and a covering of fine goatskin leather must be spread over them. Finally, they must put the carrying poles in place. So during the wilderness season, when it was time for the Israelites to move, the coverings were important. We cover things that are dear to us, don't we? You might have bought a brand new car. Well, I'm sure if a storm was coming, you would want to cover that. You'd put it in the garage under cover. It's the same with our brand new flame. We must protect it. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And you might be thinking, protect it from what? Well, my you know, any pastor's heart breaks or your heart break, might break too when you see people say yes to Jesus. They even take the, the step of baptism and then maybe a few years later, they aren't walking that close with the Lord anymore. Their faith has been tested. Life happens. Ungodly influences have come in and circumstances around them 
changed and they've chosen to not tend to their hearts and walk away from everything that keeps their flame burning. Church, brothers and sisters in Christ, the Bible, prayer, worship. It's true. Testing will come for each and every one of us. And my prayer for you is that in this time, God will show you how to protect your flame. Be wise tending to it. Be wise with the people you share your heart with and what it is. Be wise with who you hang out with and who you don't. Be wise with what you participate in and what not to. And just like these group of people responsible in covering the altar, we're doing the same with our flame. And that's because my prayer for all of us is we want our flame to be going from glory to glory. The next thing I want to look at is uh, fire extinguishers. When, um, when I'm lighting, when I'm trying to light, <laughs> when I'm trying to light uh, my fire at home, I fill this up full. I do. I fill this up full and I walk out down my backyard with this full thing of water and I plonk it right here, right next to the fire. You can ask my kids, they're embarrassed. Um, <laughs> I do because I know just in case a miracle happens and Tam lights that thing and just in case I do put the wood on at the right time and just in case everything lines up, this fire could get raging. And so just in case if it gets raging, it might jump on the, the wood fence next door and I don't want it to do that. So just in case it doesn't jump from here, there, there, I have this thing ready and I know I can just pounce on this and I can put it out real quick, real quick with just a dumping of water. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. Quench means to put out the fire, to extinguish a fire. And there are a few things that I've noticed with my fires. When I put a whole lot of big logs, like I was saying at the start, when I come and I put a whole lot of big logs on top of one another, that fire goes out real quick. It gets snuffed out. That's because big logs don't have channels for air to circulate and they don't have a lot of air. So big logs can become fire extinguishers. And I want to make us aware today, be careful that you don't fill up your week so much that your flames can't breathe or that you structure up your week, you structure up your day, you structure up your connect group, you structure up your prayer meeting, you structure up your calendar, that there's no spontaneity or special leading by Holy Spirit. And just like when I grab my green watering can and I put that fire out, we can do this in the spiritual we can do this in the spiritual. We're ready to jump on it and put it out. And sometimes that is because of a spirit of fear. 
it's quite ironic um, because that's what I did any time. That's what I did. Any time the kids lit a fire, any time I was lighting a fire, I had that right there. Any time I went to a friend's house and if they were lighting a fire, in my mind, I was looking for the ex- fire extinguisher. I was like, right, there's a pool over there. There's a bucket over there. I just grabbed the pool. I was working these things out in my head. I was, I was looking for the hose. Where's the nearest hose? I'll put that out. Okay, where's, there's the bucket. There's the pool. I can get that. That's what my head was doing. I was ready to pounce on it, to put that thing out if it raged. And I was doing this because of a spirit of fear that began for me from childhood. When I was very young, I was in, a, in our family's caravan on the front step when it blew up. And I was, I was very young and, and our gas in, a gas inspector came for a routine inspection. And uh, our caravan was bought in Western Australia and apparently Western Australia caravans have a self-igniting stove that the gas inspector didn't know about. And so the morning where the gas inspector came and, and just came for a normal routine inspection, he thought it was so normal, he thought he'll just wear shorts that day. He usually wears long pants, but he just wore shorts because he said this one's going to be an easy, quick one. It'll take me 10 minutes. And he came over and he went into that caravan and he, he basically, unbeknownst to him, filled that whole caravan up with gas. And uh, it was only my mum and, and me home that morning and we came in and followed him into the caravan. And we were in the caravan and, and, and my mum said, I'm sure I can smell gas, but um, there was a stove and, he, and he, basically it was like someone came in and just lit the cigarette. And uh, he flicked the switch on the stove and the, the caravan blew up. And praise, praise the Lord um, that we were okay. But it was a traumatic event that eventually killed him, but left my mum and myself with a fear of gas and fire, understandably. The Lord has only recently healed me and lifted off that trauma. He's a powerful God. And he lifted off that trauma a few years ago, and, and, and I just thought, well, I'll, this will just rattle me forever. But God in his grace came and lifted that off. He brought healing in my spirit, and I still have to claim it, catch it, and bind that spirit of fear if it rises. But praise the Lord, that he's a good and kind God. And I share this story. I share this story. I haven't, I don't, haven't really shared it with too many, but I share this story only because we can go around in fear, ready with our green watering cans, like I was. We can quench the Holy Spirit if it doesn't fit into our understanding. We can quench the Holy Spirit um, and the work of imparting spiritual gifts because of our limited understanding and His great power and love and character. I don't need to take my green watering can with me when I go and light fires anymore because of his healing. That stays up near the house. He can bring healing to your heart because the spirit of fear is not from the Lord because he's given us, this is what his word says, 2 Timothy 1, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. 
For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. His desire is to heal us so we can walk in his peace and love and all the beautiful fruits of this spirit. He doesn't want us walking around in fear. When we walk in these beautiful fruits, we walk and then we minister out of this place. Love from and with the Father. Our heart connected with his heart in intimacy with the Father. In fact, his, his heart is to fan into flame every single gift he has given us and will give, give us in the future because he desires, he desires a radical, boiling hot, Love and devotion to Him. God does not want your flame to be snuffed out by the world or your fears. He wants your flame to burn so bright and hot that sets your spheres of influence on fire. Keep in constant communication with the Lord. Lord, what are you doing in this situation? What's happening here? Ask for insight, for discernment first from God instead of quickly grabbing your watering can like I was. And then if he is at work, let's not put out the fire, but bless what he's doing in a person's heart and pray he fans it into flame. I want to read to you some lyrics of a song um, this week that I found from our beautiful Sandra. I hope for her ministry leader. I caught up with her and she shared this song with me. And man, I was touched that day. I came home and this, these songs' lyrics are the prayer for my heart for us today. Listen to these words. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Take me back to where it all began, where all I ever wanted was your presence. How I long to be there once again. Light a fire that the world can't burn out. Fan the flame till nothing between us remains. My life is an altar to you. Breathe again on the embers that burn in my heart. A love taken back to the start. My love is an altar to you. Renew in me a pure and willing spirit. Take me back to where it all began. Oh, before it all became so complicated. How I long to be there once again. Light a fire that the world can't burn out. Fan the flame till nothing between us remains. My life is an altar to you. I have been praying for us this week. I pray, pray for you every week, but I have really been praying for us this week and this morning. And I believe very strongly that there are three groups of people here that the Lord wants to minister to today. And one of 
the group, one group, is anyone here or listening online? And you'd love to say yes to Jesus, to begin a relationship with Jesus today. Well, if that's you, the Lord has already been preparing your heart and you know that. I want you to come down to the altar this morning. The Lord is calling you down to the altar this morning. And now this is, this is big. So if it's too big for you, I want you to grab someone you came with. And if you didn't come with anyone, grab someone who looks friendly around you. They're all friendly people. You grab a person and you bring them down with you. That's the first group of people. If you wanna say yes to Jesus. The second group of people, I do believe the Lord wants to lift off trauma today. You come, He's calling you to come. And just like how He released and lifted off that trauma for me in a moment, it was in a moment, He so beautifully lifted it off and healed my heart and my spirit. You come and sit and He will lift that off in a beautiful, gentle way. And for another group of people, your flame is there. It could be looking like embers from a previous season or a newly lit flame or your desire is for God to fan into flame your love for Him. You're wanting fresh fire today, if I could say it so simply. Well, you come to the altar with that prayer in your heart. He will meet you. I want us to stand right now. There will be no prayer ministry team down the front today. He wants this cleared just for you and for Him on the altar today. No one else. Romans 12, 1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. I want to just call those people down the front now. If that is you, you come. And as, I, as you're coming, let me say this final prayer. Today, let this be a pleasing sacrifice and the offering we choose is our lives. Today, it's emptied of the old and filled with you Jesus, we want to burn for You. Thank You, Holy Spirit. Thank You, Holy Spirit. We invite You now. We invite Your children to come now, Lord. And Father, we thank You for how You will minister to them. Thank You, Holy Spirit. You're calling Your sons and daughters 
Come, 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 Holy Spirit, we pray. Come, come, come and meet your sons and daughters. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.